dreams and the passion and the gifts that God has invested in us. And I believe that as we understand the total package of Christ being the center of who we are and everything he stands for, we also need to understand that because of him, we have been empowered to change the world. We have been empowered to bring transformation. You know, one thing that we need to see here is that we can know all we want to know about Christ until we put the knowledge of his word into practice and become the conduit in which he changes the world. We can never touch the nations. For many years, churches have been sitting on the knowledge of the Word of God. For many years, churches have been rich in the vast of the knowledge and the wisdom of God. For many years, churches are filled with the power and the presence of God. While the communities out there, they don't get to share in uh, what God does in the four corners. And I believe it's a season of taking the Word of God and taking everything that we we have experienced in God and taking our identity that we have been adopted into Christ to take it now to the world to the world God's revelation is revealed so that the people that it is revealed to can go and reveal it to the nations that's why he had disciples he discipled them to reveal the mysteries of the kingdom of God to give them the inside of uh, the mindset of God and then uh, when he he was done he told them now go I have given you my name I have given you my identity and I've given you my power now go into the world and do what make disciples of all nations and disciple them meaning draw them closer to me now what I'm gonna share with you here is uh, a very very powerful and awakening scripture that we find in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 11 and we're gonna break it down I'm not gonna go over the time it's gonna be quick it's gonna be fast and we are done I want you to turn to the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 11 and we'll be talking as we end this uh, powerful set ablaze day we'll be talking about uh, being rejuvenated in the spirit listen a depressed person cannot go and change a depressed person when you are depressed all you're gonna talk about is what is going on with you you got nothing to do to or to talk about you can't hear the voice of God if all you hear is your limitation and the depression that you are going through. You see, there is a difference of knowing the Word of God and applying the Word of God and walking in the Word of God. It's a threefold. You know, you apply, you walk. A depressed person cannot reveal the mystery of God. A person who is worried about the things of the world can never disclose the mystery of the character and the nature of God. And we are in a season where God wants to reveal his character, reveal his nature, reveal his goodness and reveal his power to the communities out there. So how do we rejuvenate now our passion, rejuvenate now our, our, our dreams and our callings and our purposes that God has called us to? We've heard the word, we, our identity is in Christ. That is enough now. 
Let me take you to the book of Romans 8 verse 11. It begins by, by this. But if, there is a word there, if. Meaning, you could decide otherwise. It begins by, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, which he is in us. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwelleth in you. We're going to look at that word quicken. Because the phrase, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies, is a very important phrase in that chapter. It's in the, it, 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 it is speaking of the same power that raised Jesus Christ is the same power that is going to raise you up. What this scripture is talking about is not talking about you dying and then the power of God raises you up. It's talking about you having an empowerment in this life right now, being quickened right now, being revived right now, so that the same power that raised Jesus Christ can quicken your mortal bodies here on earth and do the will of God. So if you look at that phrase... First, we begin to understand that our mortal bodies, I think Pastor Hian has, uh, has touched on this, our mortal bodies are full of limitations. That's why our perfection is in Christ. He has no limits. You can never confine him in a box. So you begin to understand our mortal bodies are full of limitations. Our motor bodies are full of obstacles that will stop you from uh, being or becoming or manifesting the Christ in you, which is the hope of glory. Look, we can talk all we want, we are kings, kids, until we act like it. And I don't mean like lacking, I mean like do like the king, then we are no kings. A doctor can never be called a doctor in the, in the, in a, uh, at the hospital if he's uh, not performing the duties of a doctor. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is the manifestation of what Christ has done on the cross through a people. Meaning Christ comes and he dwells in the people to manifest the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Now, with our mortal bodies, we are limited. That's why we have talked about our identity being in who? In Christ. So when, when we look at this scripture, it is very, very, very uh, 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 powerful scripture because we understand with our mortal bodies, we have limitations and there is nothing we can do within our willpower or our strength or our wisdom to change that. You can never go to a doctor to fix your limitation. When you are tired, you are tired. All you want to do is sit on the couch and watch television. And nobody can fix that. But there is a supernatural power that comes upon us that causes us to do things in within our ability we can never do them why because we are in Christ 
A tired Christian is a Christian who is using his own willpower to achieve something on behalf of God. And it doesn't work. That's why we go into many churches around the world, you find they are exhausted. And the message of the evangelists of those days were like, uh, are you served? You go into hell. Oh, I don't want to go to hell. You, you, you get your ticket to go to heaven. And then now you are just seated in, in the pews, exhausted, tired. Why? Because you are tired because you haven't been doing what you were created to do. Oh my goodness. I, I hope I'm taking you somewhere here. Here it goes. We feel exhausted both physically and spiritually because our body, our mortal bodies, without the presence of God, they have limitations. We can never achieve anything for the kingdom of God with our own wisdom. You can go to a theological school, they can pump you with a PhD, 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 and still you will have limitation. Why? There is only an extraordinary spirit that God has, has invested in each one of us that we need to activate so that we can be all he has called us to be. Even when you are tired, you feel refreshed. Why? Because you are not riding on your own winds you are riding on the power and the grace of God right. I go to many places where Christians are tired of being what of being Christians tired of being Christians my first question is were you even served because once you come in contact with that power you are re-energized forever once you get in contact with that power, you've been rejuvenated in the spirit. You got the passion. Yes, you may fail, you may fall here, you may fail there. That's why the Bible says what? The righteous, who have been righteous in who? In God, can fail how many times? Seven times. They will rise up. Why? They've been touched by God. There is no turning back. There is no going back. Just because I failed yesterday doesn't mean I'm going to fail tomorrow. I'm going to work and up to the life of Christ in me. Yeah. So here what is happening here is that uh, we begin to see that in our own we have limitations. Our vision are limited. Because what you and me sees is what we see in front of us. There are few animals that God identify himself with. Did you notice that? One of the, the birds or the animal, if you like, that God likes to identify himself with is an eagle. So why would God identify himself with an eagle? What does an eagle have, have or the attributes of an eagle to cause God to say, I am like an eagle? Why? Sight. And then it flies so high. But it can be so high up and still see far beyond. You see what? That is the vision that is limitless. Why? Because it's empowered by the destiny of the kingdom of God. When you get in touch and in contact with the kingdom of God and that destiny rubs off of you, you see things that people do not see. That is the difference between a Christian who has experienced the presence and the power of God sees things very different. You can live at the level where you see just limitation. You see just the struggles. You see just 
tells everyone what they are seeing. But are you a Christian that is rejuvenated enough to see past what you see, the troubles you see in your city? Oh, this is maybe beyond you. I don't know. But that's what I see. Whenever I see, I'm looking to God to say, empower my vision. Enlarge my territory. Jabez would cry. Enlarge my territory. Empower my territory. Enlarge my vision. Let me see not just the limitation that I see. Go into any churches, you're going to find Christians that are tired of being Christians. And my question is, have you really, really gotten in touch with heaven? Romans 8 verse 11 shows, shows us where our extraordinary strength to keep going comes from. It is from the Holy Spirit. The word quicken is the Greek word zupo hell. That's how they say it. Zupo hell. Let me give you the spelling for that. The pronunciation of it, if you want. Z double O P O I E O. Or you can write it P O Y to pronounce it with our accent E H O. What is this word that is used so often? So often it is used in the Bible. This word comes from uh, two words. One is zoe. Obviously we know zoe. Z-O-E. This word is a Greek word for what? For life. We're breaking down that quicken. And if you look at uh, 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 the, the other word, zoe, so zoe, po, hell. hell po, hell simply means what? It's, it simply describes, it simply, sorry, means uh, uh, to make or I will make. It is used in the, in, in the book of Matthew, it is used 581 times. And the one who used it was Jesus. About quickening. Go read the book of Matthew. I can give you an example. Matthew chapter 4 verse 19. The very, very popular scripture that you know. What does it say? Follow me, I will make. So the word, zo, uh, uh, po, po hell, I will make or to do. Jesus is telling his disciples, follow me, I will make. You fishers of man. This word is used 581. That means it got my attention to study. And especially it is Jesus who has, made, who has done what? Who has spoken this word. To make. Look, Jesus right now is looking for a people. He can work into his truth. He can work into his righteousness. He can work into his identity. So that he can make them do what heaven is crying for his people to do. God wants heaven to manifest through you and me. As it is in heaven, here on earth. So if you begin to see this word, po, 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 hell, it simply means to do, 
So when these two words, Zoe and Pohel, are compounded together, it means to make alive with life. To make alive with life. To cause to live. Have you ever had the joy of living? You see, the problem in, the, in our world is that we associate living with, with things. I got to have this in order to enjoy my life, yeah. to live. You will never live if you associate your, your life with things. But when you are in Christ and you've been in touch with heaven, you have this cause to live. What did Paul say? I can go and die for the gospel, but I want to leave. Why? Because I got a message that needs to be heard, so it is causing me to leave here on earth so that I can proclaim the word to the, to the world. People say, I want to die for the gospel. I said, no, don't die for the gospel yet until you, you are caused to leave for the gospel. Because the first thing that God is going to ask, what did you do for me? Meaning, have you caused the gospel, have you lived for the gospel or for the good news or for the message that Jesus preached? There is a difference to live for that. I live for the gospel, Paul would say. I live to preach this Christ. So when you look at that word, Zoe and Pohel, uh, uh, when they come in contact, it simply means to restore to life or to give increase of life increase of life I like that because uh, in this day we are living in God want to rejuvenate the people's uh, dreams and visions about the kingdom of God to increase its life there is life when you serve God there is life when you pursue Jesus there is life when you know God there is life when you live for Jesus Christ this is not a religious game that we work until we, go, we die and then we say, I lived for Christ. He wants you to live for Him right now. I wouldn't accept anybody to say, I'm going to take a bullet and you never lived with me to say, I want to take your bullet. The people that should take a bullet, like Jesus did, way before we were, the Bible says, we were yet sinners and yet He took a bullet for us. He went to the cross. He died before you repented me and me, me and you. Why? Because he wanted us to live the life of the kingdom of heaven. Thus he had to die. You see, the idea of those two words carries uh, uh, an idea of uh, being rejuvenated in the spirit. When you are rejuvenated in the spirit, you begin to think differently. When you know where your confidence comes from, you begin to think differently. You don't think about how people are going to react to that which you do for the kingdom of God. But if you are full of concerns about yourself, or what, I think you can attest to this. Before you do something, what will the people say? What will the people think? Nowadays with the first book or these social media, before you post, you're like, oh, what will the people say? And what will the people do? Isn't that true? You see, when you are concerned about what heaven is concerned about, you will do what heaven wants you to do, the concerns of heaven. 
We can't fulfill anything without walking closer to the Holy Spirit. He the Holy Spirit. As Romans says 8 verse 11, He, the, the Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ will raise you up. We see now where the connection is. We see now where their identity is. We've been talking about their identity. The Spirit of God cries and bears witness that we are the children of God. Meaning you can't do without the Holy Spirit. You can't live this Christian life without the Holy Spirit. It's impossible to live in the divine nature and power without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is like the seals that seals the ordeal. Think of it over of, 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 of a pipe that doesn't have the seals. There will be some leaks all over it until you put some seals around it. Isn't that true? So the leaks that come from our lives, our attitude, our behavior, the way we see things, the way we see ourselves, the way we do things, is because the Holy Spirit isn't sealing everything that needs to be sealed, or we are not allowing the Holy Spirit to seal everything that has been already sealed in the Bible. That's why there are leaks. Passionless, desireless. We can't do or be what we are called to be without the Holy Spirit. We are a new man and perfected in Christ and the evidence of that is what? The Holy Spirit. If somebody was to tell you, I am perfected by God, I will say, where is the evidence of it? There should be some evidence. And we're not talking about talk, speaking in tongues. You see, the world is waiting for the signs of God to be manifested. The signs of God who realizes their identity, what they have, what they possess. They may still have trouble. Pastor Hian made a very, very significant point, And I was uh, paying too close attention to it. The plane will fly. To, it defiles the power or the law of gravity. And it still flies. But that gravity is still there. Did you catch that? The problem with our mindset is that we don't want any troubles to be there. We don't want anything to be cracked there. We can only serve God when everything is going well. We can only serve God when the paycheck is there. That's not how it's supposed to be. When you have the Spirit of God, all these troubles may be there, but you are not limited to those problems or troubles around you. You realize I can defile gravity just because these problems are here doesn't mean that I can't soar with Christ. I can soar like an eagle. Why? Because it's Christ who enables me to soar like an eagle. 
We are so busy caught up in looking at uh, what we can't, what we can, uh, our, our failures. Uh, 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 I've, I've had people, we, you share like a vision or, 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 or thing and they are looking at their numbers and the, and the paycheck. Oh, we can only do this if the numbers are right. You will never do anything even if the numbers were right because that's not how the law of the kingdom of God operates. It operates by faith. You got to step out and faith is triggered by what is in you. If the Holy Spirit is the one who is in you, it will trigger that faith. Because your confidence does not come through your ability. It comes through the babbling of the Spirit that is in you. You respond to what the Holy Spirit is speaking in there. When we speak of being rejuvenated in the Spirit, we are speaking of uh, you know, shutting off every force, force, I mean fear, every word that comes towards you, you shut them down. I'm going to only listen to one man and one person alone. That's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. There are so many voices speaking to us in this world today. That's why we have an identity crisis, man of God. We can preach about the, our identity in Christ. The moment we go, we open the, the first book or all these other things. There are so many voices coming. You know you can shut those voices by only obeying and listening to one voice. That's the Holy Spirit's voice. I, I only respond to what He orders me to do. That's why... Your Christian life and my Christian life can never be successful one if the Holy Spirit is absent. If he is absent, you can know the word of God. The Bible says what? Even the devil knows the word of God. The only thing that is absence is what? Is the power of the spirit of God. Because the power of the spirit of God quickens that word and it makes the word of God to do, to become and to operate. Words are empty if they are not backed by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why you can confess or you can confess if you don't realize you are confessing in the power and in the authority of the Holy Spirit that dwells in you. Those words will be just words of wishy-washy words. I have many people that have wish-washed. I wish, I wish, I wish. 20 years. They're still the same, on the same mountain, fighting the same battle. That is not the will of God. Because the word that comes from the mouth of God does not go back to God void. It accomplishes everything that God desires to, 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 I mean, to do. Meaning, his sons and his children, when they speak, they are speaking from the authority of the power of Christ that is in them. Meaning, your word should never go back to you void. And remember this, your word are your seed. What you speak, that's what you plant. Why? There is power, there is authority. What makes those words powerful? It's because of the DNA that you are carrying in your system that comes out through the word.